Hi everyone and welcome to the third and final part of my Waterloo Road specials, celebrating the show's brand new series. For this episode, I was lucky enough to chat to Vanessa Hahir, also known as bitchy science teacher Sue Spark, and she told me all about working with her real-life husband Leon on the show, how embarrassing it was to film their affair scenes, and how her new storyline on Coronation Street is only going to get darker. Enjoy! I've got to start off, obviously, by asking you about Waterloo Road, because the new series, the reboot, I mean, whatever you want to call it, that started last week. So have you had a chance to, you know, watch it yet, or are you planning to watch it? I watched it. I watched it live when it went out. I was yeah. so intrigued to see what it was going to be like. Um, and and yeah, I think it, it it feels very Waterloo Road. The chaos, the political, the social messages, the kids. I mean, the kids acting in it are just absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think that's one of the best parts of the show. They do pick and um, find amazing young talent. Yeah. Um, no, I when I heard it was coming back, I mean, you know, like every other Waterloo Road uh, actor from times gone by, I was like, is the phone going to ring? Are they going to yeah. invite me back? And obviously me and my husband were both in the show. Yeah. We were like, oh, they could bring Hector and Sue back. Um, sadly, we're still waiting for the phone call. <laughs> no, I'm thrilled it's back. It was a brilliant show. I'm th- I'm, I am I'm, was thrilled to be part of it. Um, and yeah. I hope it does really well. And obviously I know it had like 40 something million downloads over yeah. COVID on the fourth highest stream show. And I was like, yay. So yeah, I'm very proud of the show, and I'm yeah, I look forward to see what happens next. I haven't binged on it. I think I'll just I'll just keep watching it weekly. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that like it went massive in lockdown again. Did you kind of feel that surge for yourself? Were you suddenly getting messages about it again? I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Uh, I I obviously I'm blonde naturally, and I was red in the show. Yeah. Um, so I don't ever really get recognised that much. My husband, okay. when we were in the show, used to always get recognised. People push me out of the way to then like <laughs> get me to take photos of him and them, and I'm like, hello, I am actually in the show. Which I like a picture <laughs> of me or whatever. And um, then when lockdown happened, and you know, when you'd go and we all did DIY, and I would go to B and Q, and they go, uh, excuse me, are you Sue Spark from Wally Road? And you're like, oh my god, that was like years ago. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's so weird and such a different like generation like you know young people that obviously probably were too small to watch it the first time round yeah. um yeah I get, you know you get approached by lots of lots of youths on the bus should I say or on the yeah. tube um, yeah so it's uh, unbelievable I didn't get that when the show first aired but um mm-hmm. it was like you know eight years later you're going oh my god it's Sue I'm like yeah, yeah. bring back Sue bring back Sue yeah <laughs> it is it's one of those nostalgic shows isn't it like I was um I'm 20 so I kind of like grew up with your series but my sister's a bit younger so she hadn't like watched them all and she hadn't watched some of the earlier series so I've actually been like watching some with her this last week I feel like it's one of those nostalgic shows that people are always gonna go back to it's never gonna just not be watched you know there's gonna be new generations oh there's some classic characters like Grantley who I always loved and um, and actually that when when the show first came out years and years ago like the first four series when it wasn't sort of like more soap it was sort of they do eight episodes a year I was such a huge fan and I always wanted to be in the show one of my best friends was in the first four series she played Mika Granger and when I first met her she'd we'd been doing a tv show together and she got the offer while we were on set I was like oh my god that sounds brilliant school drama I was like it's like Granger I was like no no it's different but um I think it's brilliant when you go back and it's great they've got Angela Griffin back or from like yeah. him from the beginning and she's there yeah. but no I think it's really exciting 
Yeah. And I have, of course, got to ask you, you mentioned your husband was also in the show, of course, played Hector, who your character had an affair with behind her oh. husband, Simon's back. I mean, probably your character's biggest storyline, if not like one of her biggest storylines. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. So how did this kind of like come about? How did you guys end up working together and, you know, having an affair with each other on screen? Was it just a coincidence or? So, um, so when I got Waterloo Road, I hadn't long given birth to my daughter. Yeah. Um, and my husband had got a job in Morocco. And I remember having to put pressure on the casting directors. They were going to make me an off thing to do it because I was going to be unavailable. I was going to go with the baby to be in Morocco yeah. for a couple of months. And I got the part. They had to move to Scotland. Obviously, Leon's in another country. I'm there. My mom sort of gives up her job. She moved to Scotland to look after oh, wow. Lionel while I'm working. And then, you know, I've been there about a good few months at this point and now Leon's back and he's sort of on daddy daycare at home mm -hmm. in, in our flat in Glasgow and then um you obviously get some of the scripts quite ahead in advance and it's like oh I'm having an affair wow this is out of the blue and I was like well who have you cast and I go yeah. to the producer they were really struggling to cast this PE teacher who's charming and a bit naughty I'm like oh my god that's my husband and I, <laughs> I say, to, say to Leon like oh my god you've got to get your agent on this and yeah agent was like we've been trying but we can't get you in the door they've got a very clear idea of what they want and it clearly Leon it's not you so I was like I am not having this <laughs> and Leon before he became an actor was a chef patissier so he's the most amazing cake baker and I said Leon you've got to make a cake make your famous chocolate and Guinness cake I will take it into the producers and give me your show reel so within 24 hours I go in with this cake to the producers and they're like oh I'm like no 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 you can watch <laughs> this and then you can eat that while you're watching that and they're like okay so 10 minutes later, you know, my husband's like, oh my God, Vanessa, I don't know what you've done, but my agent's just called and I've got an audition for Waterloo Road to play Hector Reed um, in London in like two days time. So he then had to fly to London um, and he went in at the last, like the last, like the screen test where he was up against two other actors who'd obviously been through rounds and rounds of auditions. Yeah. Um, but obviously it does help when you're practicing your lines with the the real actress of the part. And that, yeah. you know, we, we have natural chemistry. Yeah. So, um, and it was like the quickest turnaround. He auditioned, say, on the, the Tuesday. He got offered the job on the Wednesday and he started filming on the Friday. Um, and it was brilliant because at the time he was also up for a part in EastEnders. And I was like, oh, no, you can't even go for the audition because Sod's Law, you'll get it. Yeah. And then I'll be in Scotland, you'll be in London, we have a baby. We will never see each other because these schedules, they're six days a week filming. Yeah. And, you know, I would leave our flight in Glasgow at 10 to 6 every morning and get back at 8 every night. If, mm -hmm. And I was really heavy storyline. So some days, some weeks I wouldn't see my child at all apart from peering yeah. over a cop. Um, so I was like, please don't go for EastEnders. You're bound to get it and we will never see each other. And I need all the help I can get. Yeah. So yeah, it was lovely that we both ended up in the show together, working together. And um, that was the first time we'd properly worked together as well. Yeah since work together loads but um yeah it was great fun I mean we both have very different ways of working I'm a bit like say the lines go home and he's very method very serious <laughs> always working out annoying people he built a gym in his dressing room and his dressing room gets to Melanie Hill um and uh and she would always be moaning at him in the lunch like Leon for god's sake stop keeping that noise down grunting away <laughs> because he would always be getting his body in shape for when he got to take um, but no, it was, it was wonderful to have him there, and um, yeah, it was exciting to work together on such a great tour. And now we can, we, we now it's back on iPlayer. We can, if our child's misbehaving, we'll force her to sit and watching and look at mummy and dad snogging. <laughs> was it kind of like weird for you, like you say there, that all the snogging scenes, the affair scenes, was it weird at actually being married? Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I have to say, and I, I've said this before, and no offence to Leon, who is, you know, he's my dream man and I got him and I love him and I'm happily married. But um, 
it is so weird being in a room of like 40 crew yeah having to kiss and then there were some sexual scenes as well obviously it was before the watershed so they couldn't show much but you know you're rolling around something to do there and I remember one time filming this scene (laughs) and um, and we had loads of like in saunas and it was it, it was just embarrassing is what it was one time Leon rolling around and gyrating a bit too much and the and the the the, the, the director's like that's too much thrusting for before the watershed Leon stop it you know you're like oh god but you've also got like a boom man like in the bed with you with the microphone yeah. it's really awkward it's so much easier doing it with another actor and yeah but also then I'm thinking when Leon really gets into it I'm like uh hello are you like this with other actresses that you work with <laughs> getting a bit bit too fruity um but it, it's part of the job I mean yes I mean it, you it, the benefits are, and the and the, the negatives they sort of weigh each other out but it was it was just embarrassing mainly and then also you feel betrayal to my twinkle as well you know? <laughs> with Richard who played Simon and then it's like oh god now I'm going off to cheat on you but with my real husband so yeah and then them chatting about stuff oh what was it like you're like oh no I am here guys <laughs> Was all going out for dinner together when I'm about to roll around with one and then the other. (laughs) Weird. This was a huge storyline, but she was so busy in her time there, wasn't she? I mean, like she was blackmailed by Barry. She obviously (laughs) eloped with Simon as well. She got up to so much. So was there like a particular episode or storyline or something? I mean, it might even have been the affair storyline. I don't know. But that was your favourite to film over your time. do you know what? I have to say, it, it it was it was so full on. It all kind of a bit blurs into one. It being so long yeah. ago, but the, the scenes that I loved the most were the ones were the group scenes. And generally, if we were ever in a pub together okay. or a party where there was lots of cast, it yeah. would it would just be such a riot, and we'd always be getting told off to get don't be so giddy. There were some scenes in the pub where I think when my sister got introduced, played by uh, Kirsten Atherton, and she was getting together with Heather Peace's character, and that was that was all really fun to play. And yeah. I, she was such a bitch. I mean, are you gay? Straight? I mean, she just <laughs> always put her foot in. It. And I think I loved all the klutzy, clumsy scenes and being hit yeah. in the face, all, all kind of all the lighter stuff. Actually, yeah. was the most fun. And the resilience camp, that was great fun because that yeah. was all of us off the set on a coach in the middle of, you know, this beautiful Scottish Highland, having a literal ball jumping around the back of car. That was like going on a camping trip with your mates. That yeah. was, I think, probably the most fun. And uh, any of the sort of, yeah, the bigger scenes were just always quite good when you'd all get to be together and just natter. Sue was always one to put her foot in it or make her thoughts heard, wasn't she? She was, I mean, if she wasn't pissing off Nikki, she was pissing off Christine or someone else in the staff room, wouldn't she? But as you say there, it wasn't like that off screen. I'm assuming you all got like close in the years that you're there because you're saying like eight hour days, you're there for ages. Um, <laughs> being completely honest, um, it, I can't really say it was like that actually. You pick really? a few friends that you have. No, I think I struggled slightly because I had, I, I'd had a newborn baby with me and it was quite cliquey when I joined. So I'm going to be honest, um, it was a bit like being the new girl. It was like going to school. It eased off a little bit more when Leon joined, but I do think I kind of found my tribe and I stuck with them. I mean, I'm more, I I mean, obviously when you're filming, having a giggle on set, but outside of work, I think I actually felt quite excluded, to be honest. And I don't think she invited me because, oh, she's a mum. But I was like, "Uh, it would be quite nice to do some socialising because it's quite lonely 
by yourself. So um, I've only stayed in touch with a few people. I, I really loved all the youngsters. Their energy was great. Chris yeah. Chung, who played Archie Wong, is a really, really good friend of mine. Um, and I'd love to see some of the cast a bit more. But um, I loved that it was the best part I think I've ever played. But some of the politics of working on the show wasn't it was it was quite tricky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, about Sue's outspokenness, like she she must have been a fun character to play. You were the always best. I mean, in some sort of drama argument, you know. Are there any similarities between you and her in terms of your character? Because, yeah, she would cause arguments, but she was also really lovable. She was a great character. Um, I, I'm not quite as, um, I use my brain a little bit more. She's <laughs> so insensitive around people. And I think I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quite thoughtful about other people's feelings. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the relationship she had with both her partners, I am not like that. In my marriage with my husband, I am, um, yeah, I wouldn't try and please anybody. I mean, she was desperately trying to please Simon and please her dad. And also she was doing a career she didn't want to do. Yeah. Uh, so I am not, I am very feisty and I am um, kind of stick to my guns and I get where I'm going to go. So I'm not a walkover like that. I guess the sensitivity of her, of course, you know, yeah. you feel stuff, but um, her insensitivity to everyone else around her, her lack of awareness, I definitely... <laughs> That would be awful if I was anything like her in that respect. <laughs> Although, I mean, I did get the audition kind of falling into the room. I mean, my clumsiness sometimes is, um, that totally is me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that was kind of, kind of, kind of it. I mean, it really was a, a character to get your teeth into, but um, I'm definitely not a walkover the way she was. I'm not as insensitive. And I, But I did actually hate science as much as Sue did. So I guess that was the one similarity. <laughs> And I mean, also, I guess that's good playing too. You, you didn't need to have any sort of scientific knowledge, really, did you, playing no, that? No, she had none. She had none. No, and, and her wardrobe also as well. Oh, my God. You know, people say, did you keep anything? I'm like, God, no. It was all <laughs> tottering around, and um, I'm like, a tra I'm a trainer's tracksuit bottom girl. Yeah. And um, I've got to ask you, of course, a bit about your career post-Waterloo Road as well, because now you've been starring in Corrie as Esther since October is it yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah so what's that been like to work on you know another such legendary show it has been absolutely amazing I have loved every second honestly as much as like Sue was for an actor so juicy apart this has been been the nicest experience yeah. Corey and um, I've, I've been really lucky I've worked on so many lovely jobs with lovely cast and crew but this job particularly I've never been made to feel so welcome and there's so many people there but everybody makes an effort you know yeah. you bump into the room you're never ever going to be in a scene with that make it like hi how are you or, you know introduce themselves yeah, yeah. make you a cup of tea you know ha having lunch with like Gail Platt or all <laughs> in the green room everybody's so nice and um, I honestly it's so funny because I had decided basically to give up acting about two weeks before I got Corey um I've just the lack of the, I mean obviously Covid happened and not working very much and you know I think like any actor you did so many self-tapes it's like <laughs> throwing everything out there and nothing comes back and you're like what's wrong with me and that frustration and also you know financially I have a mortgage to pay I have a yeah. child to um, and going, I just can't put myself through this anymore. And I'd done a job in the summer, only a small part, and I just didn't enjoy it. And I was, and I was very lucky. I, I, I don't think I'm, I've, sent, I've signed an NDA, so I can't say what it is. But um, it's a big drama that's coming out. I think later this year, it keeps getting pushed back. But um, I just, I just wasn't happy. And I was like, I don't think this is for me anymore. And you have that kind of conversation with your agent, and she, she's known for a while. I've been a bit unhappy, and it's, it, it's that thing of like, I think I'm gonna just step away. And then of course, as soon as you do. <laughs> Hi, Corey's come on the phone. Um, 
Uh, and my husband had been in it five years ago and had a great storyline. He loved his time there. And, you know, you do the tape, you get any of it. And then it came through and it was like, oh, wow, great. Um, and I've been auditioning for Coronation Street for 31 years. I started auditioning when I was 10. Oh, wow. So yeah, 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 yeah. I am. Um, I remember screen testing to play Katie, who had the affair with Martin years and years ago. I think oh my god! Yeah, God, that was literally ages ago. Uh, oh my yeah, god! I, I think I was fourteen at that point. But I've been up for it so many times. Yeah, um, and so close as well that you kind of like you have this sort of love affair with Corey. It's like, oh, it's broke my heart. And the last time it was literally um about five years ago when Leon went into it. I actually auditioned to play his um fiance and um they were going to go with both of us and then when they found out we'd already worked together on Waterloo Road they decided they'd offer oh. Leon and get rid of me and I was like that is it if they ever come knocking again you can tell them where to go and I was so livid um so my agent was a bit like I know you're going to tell me to do one but <laughs> it's a really nice part it's not usually what you play we take a look at the script and I did and I loved I loved the character mm-hmm. and did the take and it's one of those ones that was just really easy one 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 sort of read and tears came you're like oh my god I actually am Esther I can do this um and then you know the quick again within a few days I got off of the job it was so fast um yeah. so funny how life works that way sometimes and honestly it was just it was just dreamy and I was so I'm so lucky like Tom Lorcan who plays Mike is just the most gorgeously wonderful actor <laughs> and Harriet Bibby and James Craven who play Aaron and Summer I mean we yeah. are our little, our little we have a whatsapp group called the baby snatchers and we just <laughs> have the best time ever I have never laughed honestly ever as much as I have doing Corey. I mean, it's such a hard storyline as well. Yeah. It's not very, but um, I honestly, I feel so lucky and I've fallen back in love with acting. So I'm going nowhere. <laughs> I'm back. I want to keep on going. Um, it's It just came at the right time, I think for me. So nothing, I'm, it's, it's brilliant. I feel so lucky. Oh, that's so perfect. But but it's not been going so perfectly, has it, for Esther? Yeah. It's about to get a whole lot worse. A whole oh, lot worse. Summer's miscarried the baby that, of course, she was going to have. Now the bailiff's around her house. I mean, Christmas was just awful for her. But um, yeah. do you think there is any chance whatsoever, obviously without giving anything away, of Esther getting that baby she wants and, you know, having a happy ending? Not so sure. Um <laughs> Uh, if you think it's gone, it's going a bit bad, it, it's going to get a hundred times worse. This is just the tip of the iceberg. In the coming weeks, it is, um, yeah, I feel really sorry for Esther. Um, I've done a lot of crying. <laughs> um, yes, it's um, it gets very juicy and very dark and takes um, a, 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 a quite an unexpected twist. So, um, yeah, I'd say tune in. It's, this is just the beginning of the darkness. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. And I mean, there has been, there's been lots of speculation online, you know, from fans, yes. you know, saying that Esther and Mike have got bodies buried in their house, people chained oh, yeah. up under underground in their basement. I don't know. I mean, people are going wild oh. online. There is some really juicy stuff. Is there any t- truth in any of this? Well, um, you know, we're all human and humans are capable of very dark things. So, you know, maybe. <laughs> um Maybe not people chained up yet, um, <laughs> but yes, I think you'll just have to keep watching. I um, I mean, they Corey are very good at sort of, or, or you know, they they do kind of leak things in the weeks coming forward. But it 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 does get a bit Joseph Fritzel. <laughs> oh, exciting! I can't wait. <laughs> and are you able to tell me if you're still, you know, currently filming for Corey, or if that's the end of Esther for now? Uh, 
I finished at Christmas so okay. I've um, yeah I've just I've just finished about a month ago um <clears throat> the door is very much open so we will have to wait and see mm-hmm. um but no I think uh I think th- I think also probably the audience needs a bit of a break it's going to reach a huge crescendo um, and then there is a massive fallout. So I think everyone just needs to breathe, reassess, and then we'll see. Um, But yes, things don't turn out. It's not a happy ending for Esther particularly, but you know, the the, the door is open and she does have a special relationship with Summer. So I know, because I remember reading at some point or somebody said to me, are you her mother? (laughs) And I know that the producer said, oh, we kind of wanted to throw the red herring because you know, you, you kind of, you know, similar look, blonde, blue eyed. Um, very pale skin it's like yeah we, we wanted to throw a bit of that out there so I know people are like are you her mom and it's like nope not her mother um but that would be a bit weird trying to buy my grandchild well, you know um but yes so yeah doors open I would I mean I would stay forever it has just been a dream um I've loved every single moment of it so yeah I was very sad on our last day but we went out for a big dinner and this and I'm actually seeing uh Harriet and James uh the week after next so and I'm seeing Tom on Thursday oh that's so nice so it's no, so we... nice to hear you know when people you know when you watch something on screen and then when you hear off screen they actually got on so well and you're like oh that's really cute you know we we would we would film our own variations of scenes where we would we would uh with 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 somebody's phone with the director just stood in the background laughing in between takes where we would do our own version of it and then share it on our little whatsapp group um but yeah we we've honestly had an absolute ball and like i said it's about to get a whole lot darker but the laughter that we have had has been ridiculous it almost feels like it's wrong to have that much fun when you're filming something so serious but i think if we weren't laughing we would literally be crying with our characters um Yes, I just, yeah, I've made absolutely friends for life. Um, the best. I can't, I, I'm just waiting. Come on, Ian McLeod, give me a call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah, fingers crossed. You can be the next Ken Barlow, be there till you're like 90, 100. You know, Ken Barlow, he's single at the moment, you know, and um, not saying that Esther might be, but, uh, <laughs> you know, potentially I'll, I'll come back and date Ken. That'd be lovely, yeah. wouldn't it? Yes, I'd love that story. I have a baby with him or something. I mean, <laughs> go to the, down the adoption route. <laughs> yeah. You can just adopt, I don't know, Tracy and Peter. Just have I mean, kids older than you. I've got so many kids. I could yeah. just literally take, he probably wouldn't even realise. I could just have one or two of them. <laughs> and now I always, like at the end of my podcast, love to ask my guests, so yourself, for a couple of little TV recommendations. So I was wondering if you have anything to enter my TV heaven. So like either something new you've loved or something you like a comfort show or something you binge. I don't know anything. Um, the, my favourite show, which I've been telling everybody to watch, which I haven't seen a show like it in years, is The Bear, which is on Disney. And okay. it's about a young chef played by amazing Jeffrey Allen White, who, who is just gorgeous, by the way, mm-hmm. um, who comes back. His brother has died and he's come back to take over his brother's like a, a hot dog burger bar. Okay. Um, and he's a Michelin starred chef. I think he's come back to this like horrible little shop with yeah. these bunch of misfits working and he's trying to turn it around and it's in debt and it is just I, I I without giving anything away it's just electric you hold your breath watching it the dialogue the pace it's like this can't be written this has to be improvised it's amazing so the bear on Disney it's eight episodes really short 22 25 minute episodes it okay. is just brilliant and the performances honestly are off the chart um I've also loved I was so sad when it ended White Lotus season two which I've heard so many good things about that. 
it's just it's just it, it's a show about rich people where nothing really happens but everything happens yeah. it's such a brilliant character study and there's always the way Mike White writes there's always a shocking moment that you just go <gasps> like out of nowhere and it, it's so it's it's a drama but it's dark and it's got loads of comedic moments in it and again the acting it's just like a masterclass okay. um, and Jennifer Coolidge is in it who is just just glorious and she was in season one as well but uh, yeah those two shows just absolutely brilliant and then we over Christmas we binged on Traitors in like one day yeah Traitors I've heard so many good things about that I heard about it on the radio and then we were all really sick and we we're all in our like Primark pizza hoodies on the sofa and we just started yeah. watching it and then we we literally watched it till one in the morning I'm, I'm letting my 10 year old up to watch it and then we got up at like seven and watched it again so we finished off 12 episodes Claudia Winkleman is my new hero it's just brilliant what people go to and I I'm not really a fan of reality tv but this is like nothing you've seen yeah that, that actually I think was the best thing I saw last year okay brilliant. I'll definitely I'll give it a watch I will and a slightly tougher one to pick, but have you got anything to enter my TV hell? So maybe, you know, just something you couldn't get into or you just like don't enjoy watching. It's funny because I'm now also behind the camera because I've got my first TV show in development. Um, oh, that's so exciting. I know how hard it is, like how long it's taken to get to this stage. Yeah. And now I'm about to get to commissioners. So I'm, I applaud anyone who can get a TV show made. But... Yeah. Um, and I generally love draw. I would just, I just basically eat TV. I'm looking at my TV here, by the way. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm not really a fan of, of like the, the daytime sort of quiz shows or like okay. um, the chase, that noise. If I ever hear it, back, like, oh, I hate those and like pointless celebrities. I hate any of those quiz shows. I think do you know what it reminds me of when I was younger and you were off school. There used to be a show called Going for Gold. <laughs> Going oh. for Gold. And it, it was on in the daytime. And I think it just reminds me when I see the shows of being off school, being sick. Mm. I can't get like, oh, that, that sort of vomit feel in my chest every time I watch one of those type of daytime <laughs> shows. I can't stand them. And generally the people I see on them are just so self-righteous and just, ugh. maybe it's because I'm not bright enough to be on one of those shows. <laughs> those shows and football. My God, I hate football on the TV. And then it always takes off the good stuff on the TV as well when it's on, when it's cleared the schedule. Yeah. So yeah, football and daytime quiz shows, they could go to, to hell for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. I definitely agree with the football as well. Because I mean, what are they always taking off? EastEnders, Corey. Like, yes, it's the so good, isn't it? It's the so get taken. And I'm like, no, I need to find out what's happening with Esther and Mike. I can't be missing it. <laughs> exactly, Grace. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That sadly marks the end of my Waterloo Road special episodes. But don't forget, you can catch up on the new and old episodes of Waterloo Road over on BBC iPlayer now.